Welcome to the You, Me and the GP radio show, a health exercise and nutrition show for over 40s who want to get back to their best. Discover how to keep yourself fit, healthy and full of energy. Each week, your hosts Rich Clark and Dr. Mark Daniels will answer your questions and interview special guests. Rich Clark is an exercise scientist and nutritionist who helps over 40s thrive, not just survive in today's busy world. Dr. Mark Daniels is a practicing GP with 25 years experience. He's had notable success with his patients using simple dietary changes rather than medication to provide improvements. Living in Wales with their families, they see the effect poor health has on people on a daily basis and how easily it can be turned around. Sit back and enjoy our tips and advice. Hello and welcome to the 50-something episode of the show. Mark, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just having a cup of coffee. Um, I'm ready, ready to go. Good man, good man. Nice, uh, as we said last time, nice cup of organic coffee there, I'm sure. So, let me think. Any housekeeping needs to be done. Uh, thank you to people leaving reviews. If you haven't done, please leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, that's where they really drive our whole uh, kind of um, rating uh, forward and the higher we rated the more people see us and it's sort of self uh, sort of perpetuating there so really uh, would appreciate that guys we are putting a lot of time and effort into this and we'd appreciate if, if people could uh, share the love or show the love and, and do a, a favour for us back so Mark we get cracking pal is it um, so I'll go straight into it yeah okay my friend in America always used to say people, Welsh people speak like Yoda. Because we say, we get started then, is it? <laughs> he said, oh, great one. Okay, so, hi guys. I just wondered if you could give any advice on women doing weight training with men. I tried to cajole some of the guys into working out as A, they can spot me best and B, I always have a big personal best because they push me to my potential and C, they tend to have awesome knowledge of reps, weights, diet, etc. Thanks, Samantha, 39 and three quarters, smiley face. Okay, sneaking in under the kind of age barrier there, uh, Samantha, but uh, that's fine. Advice on women doing weight training with men. Uh, do it. Find some guy who's in decent shape, and not for those reasons, ladies. Find a guy who's in decent shape and see if he's happy to sort of let you join in or teach you some stuff. But the reality of it is most guys are going to be like, oh, my God, like, no. Or, like, they'll think you want to pull him. So it's a bit of a sticky one, this is, Mark, isn't it? Advice on women, do, do it with your boyfriend or your brother or stuff like that, but she's spot on here, really, I think, Mark. What, what, what do you think? Well, I think she should go for it. It's easy yeah. to people. It's, I mean, the problem is, often gyms are, uh, the, the cardio machines are where the women hang out, and the weight room is where the men hang out. Totally. It's not, and often, it's, a, it's the problem is, what the, the women don't understand is, the blokes aren't just sitting down, lecturing at the women. They may be doing that, but they're actually resting between sets, and they don't realise that they, they're not actually just sitting around doing nothing. They're actually resting because they have to rest between sets because they, you know, they can't lift anymore. Mm. So it's very, very, very difficult for them to walk into the the weight area. I think. Yeah, it is really intimidating. And, it is uh, intimidating. Yeah. She makes some great points though because 
they can spot you better than another girl and they they have got really good knowledge uh, basic knowledge for weight training for for a guy is is going to be really quite uh, decent um and like she said she will lift more and have a better personal best and stuff so i think you know Samantha you're onto something there and and i i do a, a muscle club every tuesday morning and we have ladies and men in there and they love it the girls love the fact that they're in there with the guys uh, lifting and, and and sort of uh, pulling and, and pushing all, all the weights around the place so um advice on women doing weight training with men is the question yeah i i guess you know i approach people you know and 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 see if um they train alone and if they'd like a partner and if, if you're good enough buddies with them a lot of guys i definitely can see it uh, them seeing it as as restrictive because it would be a lot of adjustments need to be made to train with a girl um because you have to strip the bar down to nothing every time and they have to teach them technique and etc etc so there are options out there now like ladies that lift there's like little clubs and, and little things like that and another one i've seen is called iron maidens um really cool names out there just give them a couple of a little plug in the south wales area but you can go to crossfit and you can learn how to do this stuff so yeah it's difficult to give you some advice samantha that um on that one if i'm honest uh, it didn't seem like a difficult question when i read it but thinking about it yeah it's it's not straightforward but um there we are all right for what it's worth um do your best and try to get a man who's not so pervy to train with you anything on that mark no i think you've covered it up chops it away yeah Okay, so we've both done a bit of research on this one. You know? So for you, uh, hi Richard Mark, have you heard of DNA Fit? If so, what do you think, Adam? Adam is one of my clients. He's an ultra runner and he is considering having himself tested. Do you want me to... Well, the basic thing with DNA Fit, guys, is it's a test. You swab the inside of your mouth for a, um, a kind of a skin cells they're looking for on the swab market. Uh, and it's collecting your DNA, basically. And you send it off and you get a report back. And the report tells you, depending on which test you order, there's, there's one for like the, the physical stuff in the body, like um, physiology and metabolism and um, fast and slow twitch. And then there's a nutritional one as well. But for the physical one... Um, it comes back with data on your ratio of fast and slow twitch fibers and uh, it gives you um, other uh, parameters which are specific which would relate to recovery so they tell you whether you recover well or whether you recover slowly based on your DNA so what this allows you to do just those two parameters having knowing your recovery uh, rate and knowing your fiber kind of ratio that allows you to then to design a fantastic program if you were for example an athlete and you need to take things to that level of detail for an everyday person it's just data and it's just information so it's, you've got to ask yourself what are you going to do with that data so you know if it comes back and says you're 50-50 fibre type, but you're an ultra runner, for example, like Adam is. Adam's an ultra runner. He gets himself tested. If it comes back, 
and it says you're 50% fast twitch, 50% slow twitch, therefore your training should reflect this. He won't like that because he's an endurance guy and all he wants to do is endurance. But the reality is his endurance may improve if he does more strength and conditioning and fast fibre type training, fast twitch fibre type training. So that's my um, thing on it. For the average person, it's got no use unless you're going to do something with it and you are trying to figure stuff out. You could probably tell your fibre type without doing the test. You know, if you were a good sprinter when you were a kid, you were a fast twitch. If you were good at long distance, you were a slow twitch. If you were in between and you were good at uh, sports, multi-sprint, then you were a mixed fibre type. That's very ballpark stuff. So DNA Fit is really good. I'm thinking about getting it for my nephew when he's 18. They don't actually recommend it to do it with under 18-year-olds, um, probably for the best. But for athletes, definitely. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, I think for the general population, there's actually no point. I think the thing is, things like fast and slow twitch, you just look at your ethnicity. I mean, it's all about a, um, a sort of a deletion or something that on the gene that gives you fast or slow twitch. And if they're testing, I don't know if they're actually testing for that, but they're testing for that. With white people are about 50-50, black people are very, very, very much fast twitch, and Asian people are very much slow twitch. And that is just the way your ethnicity goes. Mm. I don't need to test for that. I know what colour I am. Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's so. I, and the other stuff, I, I, it's really just testing. You've got the genes. We've got the genes anyway. It's mm. how you express the gene. I mean, maybe they're trying to say that if you do various exercises, you'll express that gene more so or less so. But you're going to do the exercise you want to do as the average person, and it's a very expensive test for something that's. There's, I can think of a lot better tests for people to get sorted out yeah. rather than having their DNA tested, which is such a new thing. I mean, there's yes. so many more things you need to have tested. You need to know. What your sugar's doing. We need to know what your your um, lipid profile. You need to all these yeah, other things. Inflammation are, levels. Uh, and, 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 yeah. Yeah, you need to know. And all these other things are far more important than worrying about your genes. Yes, for the super athletes who want to get one percent, yeah, maybe it'll help them. But for the average person, I just think they need to get everything else sorted out first. Know what yeah. the more important things about their body. You know whether yeah. they they've got you know a high insulin level, whether they're approaching diabetes. You know, especially in the age group we're looking at. Yeah, hundred percent. If if you're going to spend a couple of hundred quid on a test, you're better off having um, adrenal exactly. stress indicator to start off, Mark, or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, you'd be better off having your yeah adrenal stress or to see yeah to see whether your you know actually your body's performing well. You know. Under ordinary circumstances, let alone under athletic circumstances, you, you need to know your, your, your fasting insulin, you need to know your adrenal stress, you need to know your HbA1c, which is your sugar test, you need to know your uh, 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 lipid profile, but not the lipid profile that your GP does, and certainly not the interpretation that GP does. You need to have someone who, who really understands lipid profiles to have a look at it for you to see, because sometimes someone with a very high cholesterol could have a very low risk party, so you really need to have that interpreted correctly. So, all those things that I, I think for the average Joe, are more important than, than having a genetic proof. But for your athlete, yeah, we go for it. I mean, you're looking for the extra 1%, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, great. Good um, uh, sort of question, Adam. And it is, it's, I'm glad you brought it to my attention because I did really find it interesting. Okay. I feel more up to date these days, Mark, than ever because people are asking us questions about stuff and they're almost kind of driving my research uh, in a way. So 
you know, it's only sought to date, any of us can be, but uh, yeah, there's some really interesting things uh, we've discussed on the last couple of shows and some cool stuff. Okay, next question. I've got a question off Irene. Basically, we've asked for this and now we've been given it. Irene has had her results from her doctor about her lipid test and she sent them to me and she wants us to make um, head or tail of them sort of thing. Uh, I'm going to read some stuff out to you now, Mark, so I don't know if you want to... I, I, I have got this question, have I? No, because I just remembered it because you mentioned something and it came into my head. All right, Jack. Okay. Yeah, just, you know, um, live and, and planned. Uh, okay, it's the observations bit you want now, isn't it? So, ser- oh, serum cholesterol, 6.7. Yeah. LDL cholesterol, 4.3. Yeah. HDL, which is in bold, um, 2.0. Yeah. And that's got in inverted commas at the end of it, then high, because normal is one point. O to 1.8. Then we've got serum triglycerides 1.0. Yeah. And then it's got a ratio and it says that's 30%. Yeah. And it says serum cholesterol stroke HDL ratio 3.35. Right. What, what was she told? She was told that it was high. Right. Okay. So she was told high. And what was she told? She was told to go on a medication or do something? Or what was she told? Um, I think they're no. trying to get it on a statin. Okay. I, I, I Knowing nothing about this lady at all, but having a cholesterol results, okay? Yep. The first we look at, the cholesterol six. She's fit, she, she eats moderately well, uh, you know, no, like the rest no, of no, us. No, no, yeah. no, 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 Ballpark, come in and have a look at the result. Now, right, yes. Average, average Joe would say 6.7, well, that's high. Oh, gosh, that's, you know, total cholesterol. Total cholesterol has never, ever been associated with a heart disease in any form at all. So all these things about, you know, you see the adverts, they say, know your number. Well, that's the wrong number to know for a start because total cholesterol has no relation to heart disease whatsoever, okay? Okay, now, so, yeah, go. Now, standard, standard thing is LDL is th- thought to be bad and HDL is thought to be good. And the funny thing is she's got high by a HDL. Well, you want your HDL to be as high as you can be. So there is no upper limit of HDL, all right? So, Brilliant, right. So the way you work it out, your actual risk, right, is you look at your triglycerides over your HDL. So triglycerides, if the triglycerides are high and the HDL is low, you're going to have a high risk, all right? So you look at your... Um, so we've got one... Triglyceride. You've got two. You've got one triglyceride divided by HDL, which is two. So her risk is 0.5. Right. Now, under one is low risk. One to two is medium. Above three is high. All right. So, right, so she's low risk on uh, that. She's, she's low risk. Even though she's got a cholesterol of six point seven, she's low risk. Now, there's there's two things I want to add to this. Yeah. The higher your cholesterol, total cholesterol is with age, the less chance you have of getting Alzheimer's. All right. There's a sweet, great Swedish study that yes. shows the higher someone's cholesterol is. The lower the risk of Alzheimer's. There's another because the brain is over sixty percent yeah, fat cholesterol. and cholesterol. Yeah. The other one is the higher the total cholesterol is, the longer you're going to live. All right. So the last thing you want to do is to lower your total cholesterol. Okay. Yeah. So in the future, people are going to absolutely uh-oh. pursue the shit out of the government for statins. They are. The statins are. are um, there's only one group of people who should take statins in my book are people in their fifties who are male who've had a heart attack. Now, they're the only people I would say, yeah, they should take statins. Everyone else, no. I don't think you should. But and what, why, why should that group because, take it? Because the evidence is that it does have a slight, it's only slight, but it has a slight slight uh, improvement in their, in their longevity. All right, It's only slight, yeah. but it does. And that's the only group that, 
I mean, if you think about it, the government is now telling us to put everyone who's got a, a risk of over 10% on statute. That's just about everyone over the age of 45, 50. You know, it's crazy. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. And women, it's associated with increased risk of diabetes, etc. So this lady, I would suggest that she does, she does nothing. She absolutely does nothing. She hasn't got to do anything with this. Mate, she's strong, she's she's yeah. supple, she's fit, you know, she's got a few knee problems and this, that and the other, but, you know, she's sort of um, just retired now. She's 1952, so what does that make her? Um, 60, just early 60s or whatever. Uh, yeah, it makes it 60. 60 it makes it, uh, how old does it make? I can't, I I'm terrible, it. It's only uh, 60s. Early, early 60s, yeah. There we go. So, yeah. The other thing I was saying about this, I was going to say one thing about the cholesterol. The other thing is the reason we do that ratio of HDL and triglyceride is because it, it is um, the closest approximation you can get to the um, the amount of small LDL in your system. So, it, it's it's a it's an indirect measurement, but it's the closest we can get without doing an expensive test. Oh, the, the LDL2, is it? Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. For an expensive test, you can come to us and we'll do it. But you can, on your ordinary t- cholesterol test, work out what your risk is uh, by a more sensible way than just your total cholesterol, all right? Brilliant. Good. There we go. So... That would be great. Thank you, Irene. I'll be really chuffed with that, right? She's uh, been asking me for weeks if I've answered the question because we've been a, a while between recordings. Um, we have, the, we other, the other thing I want to add is there is, like the doctor's things, if you worry someone about something, if you say to someone, oh, your cholesterol's high, and they worry about it, that makes them iller. All right, so you, these people who have got mild, mildly high total cholesterol, which is of no relevance whatsoever, are being worried. Unnecessarily so, necessarily, yeah. And will, and will cause illness. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the, you know, I don't want to get too bleeding, you know, kind of conspiracy theory, but that's what they like to do to control the population is is, is, is keep people worrying about uh, stuff and uh, keep them stressed out and uh, all that. So, yeah, worry, worry, worry. Okay, next question. We've got, hi, Rich, a friend of mine kept using every excuse under the sun to me about how hard it is to eat healthy at work, how expensive it is to buy protein, how much time he wastes cooking meals, how he's run out of ideas for snacks, how he can't be bothered with a washing up to go for food shopping once a week or to even pack the meals in his bag. So I said I'd ask if you could help because sometimes people need to hear it from the pros that it really isn't that much of a pain in the ass. What do you think, Ava41? My initial thing, he is a pain in the ass. Don't even, like, if he said all these things to you, Eva, all right, he said all these um, resistance, he's showing all this resistance, he's not ready for change. He's not showing one iota or a glimpse that he's ready for change, okay? I'm saying he, she, I'm saying he. Um, so they, they're not ready for change. Um you know, we can come up with answers that it's not expensive to buy protein and it's not uh, wasting time to cook meals. And But I'm not having conversations like this with people because it's childish and it's childlike behaviour. So to be able to say you can't even be bothered to wash up, go food shopping and pack your meals in your bag, I'm sorry, but that, you, you, you've got issues that have got nothing to do with food. That's mental issues. You've got, you know, you've got to get a grip. You need, a, you need a slap. You need to wake up. Like that's absolutely shocking attitude. And 
if someone said that to me, I, I wouldn't even have the patience to be able to deal with that. Mark, would you have any more patience than me? Uh, I have less patience than <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, you should have friends that make you uh, grow rather than shrink in life. I mean, if, if this person is that comfortable to even wash up, I mean, I bet they don't, they don't even make their own bed or do anything like that. It's uh, just hopeless. Yeah, they, 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 the oral hygiene will be poor. The yeah. general health will be poor. So... You know, it's nice you try to uh, help your friends. They're not much fun in work either. I bet they don't, they don't pull their weight in work either. Yeah, I bet they're not very productive, as you say. So, so yeah, sorry to say, Ava, about your buddy and all that, and maybe this is why you sent us the question or whatever, but whoever she or he is, they really need to, to get some help. And uh, there's other things going on with them uh, by the looks of it, and uh, they really got to get back to doing some basics. But, yeah, um it's easy for us to say it's easy, but from the place they're at, no. Okay, last question for this episode. Oh, I don't know if this is off the chat. We'll send us the other recipe question. Hi, Rich and Mark. Any clean protein snack ideas to help to keep those macros up? Day of 48. Okay, when people say macros, they mean macronutrients. And it's like an old school kind of word for, you know, carbs, fats, and proteins. And... Uh, Dave is just wanting some high protein snacks, just meat and eggs and stuff. Uh, I go for a lot of uh, Dave, and I do have a, a vegan protein, which is uh, hemp protein, and uh, I think it's pea protein in it, and uh, rice protein. So I get a vegetable protein powder. Um, yeah, I you know that's it, man. Just there's no there's no real big ideas you know I've got a cookbook if you want to get a cookbook there's a high protein cookbook pretty much it's got 30 breakfasts 30 lunches 30 evening meals go to the blog or email me and you can have a copy of that but in there you've got things like like kebabs like on a skewer you know um, lettuce wraps so like mincemeat of some sort with whatever you want herbs and spices and then wrapped up in a piece of lettuce and eaten like a wrap so it's all this low-carb, high-protein stuff, like paleo stuff, really, Mark. Yeah, I mean, the only one I would say, if, you, if you're stuck, if you're in the middle of nowhere in the car, I go, in, going to any petrol station, you can get beef jerky these days in most petrol stations. That's quite an easy one. Yeah. You can see it comes in, and it's probably overproduced, etc. and, you know, it's probably full of rubbish, but it is a protein snack, and it's, uh, it, it does the job. The only thing is you need to get it out of your teeth. That's the only thing I find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a dentist stick with you at the same time. Yeah, so that's pretty much it, uh, buddy. But what I do for snacks a lot of time is I eat small portions of a main meal. So, you know, it doesn't sound very exciting, but what did we have last night? We had a chilli for tea last night. So I might have a, a chilli, like, um, what do I call them in America? Like a burrito where you've got chilli in a wrap. So it's a high-protein chilli, obviously, all the mince and uh, the, the kidney beans and things. And I just put a little bit of that, a small portion of that for a snack. Or on Monday we had, I call it fajita mix, but it's, you know, chicken, onions, peppers, spices, all kind of stir-fried up. And um, then I had that the next day for a snack, then a mid, mid-morning snack, had a, a little bowl of, of cold chicken and uh, peppers and onions so yeah I don't go for protein shakes Dave and protein bars I used to but I don't anymore 
Um, no, really, don't really find the need uh, for it. I'm glad. I like having uh, jars of mussels, jars of uh, cockles. Oh, yeah, like. you had mussels for lunch today, huh? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's dead easy. Boiling the bag of mussels in your, you know, it's a white wine sauce, getting Tesco's. But you can get, you can get, um, you know, cockles and stuff in, in it. Yeah. yeah. They're all high protein and they're dead easy. Yeah, that's right, of course. And even, I suppose, it's slightly processed, but if, you know, if you're going for, you know, fast things, even things like, as you say, if you're getting cockles, you might as well get crab sticks because yeah. uh, they, they, they'll be all right. It's like a seafood stick or whatever. But, um, yeah, I just saying as well, to keep your macros up. Now, I'd say this because it's on my mind. I used to think I had to keep my macros up and I used to have to keep my protein levels up because if I didn't, I used to think that I would waste away, Mark. And I had this like body dysmorphia thing going on where I was really paranoid that any deviation from this high protein thing would decimate my, my chest and my back and my legs and all my muscles would just waste away and I'd be a stick insect or whatever, you know. Uh, what I actually found to be true is not uh, protein that you need to keep up, it's your fat intake. Fats you need to keep high and they will be very protective of your muscles so it's often a lot easier to eat more fat as well because it's double the calories to carbs and protein so yeah I, I sometimes will drink like a quarter of a cup or a quarter of a mug of olive oil and I have a lot of avocados and nuts and seeds and yeah these are the things I have more fat based snacks so uh, for what it's worth okay that's uh, enough for the day okay um Okay, anything to ask you, anything to do now? We've done a bit of housekeeping in the last few episodes. Okay, I'm happy there. We can finish, Mark. Uh, anything more from you? No, it's me. Uh, okay, bye from me, guys. Uh, we'll see you all next time. You, Me and the GP Radio Show is intended for general information purposes and is not meant to diagnose, treat or cure any disease. It is not designed to provide specific advice and anyone with a medical problem should seek the advice from their own doctor. Please note, We accept absolutely no responsibility if you turn into a fitter, stronger, more energetic and all-round better version of yourself. To get the show notes, just head on over to richard-clark.co.uk.